Well, good morning, Central. Great to see everyone. Whether you are a first-time attender or a new attender or you've been here forever, uh, welcome. And happy Mother's Day to all of you ladies who are fortunate enough to be moms, whether biologically or by adoption. We, are, are just, we just want to honor you today, and you'll see how we're going to do that as the service goes along. If you're joining us online this morning, whether that's our Facebook Live page or our website, um, we're just so glad you're joining us today and wish you uh, a happy Mother's Day as well. If you have a Bible this morning, please take it out and turn to Psalm 127. Psalm 127. We are in a series called When. It's called When. It's a study in the book of Psalms because each individual psalm tells us what to do when we encounter certain situations in life. And Psalm 127 helps us to understand what do we do when the Lord blesses us with children? When the Lord blesses us with children. Let's pray. Lord, what a comfort this morning, not only to sing, but to know that you reign above it all. That despite what's happening in our nation, despite what's happening in our hearts, despite what's happening in our family, you reign above it all. You are in control. You're not seated on a throne, wringing your hands, worried about tomorrow, wondering what's going to happen next. But you are a sovereign king, ruling with power over your creation. We thank you for that today, and you're ruling over our lives. And so, Holy Spirit, we ask you now in the next few minutes to open your word, open the scriptures to us, that we might understand this text in a deeper way in Psalm 127. Help us, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. So Mother's Day was created with the, the, the right intentions. It, it was a day to celebrate uh, the, the commitment of mothers to make the family a healthy place to be. It was... It was to honor moms for all of the sacrifices that they make. Uh, and so we're going to do that today. Uh, the, the dad may be the, the, the head of the home, but mom is clearly the heart of the home. And dad may come up with the plan for the family, but it's the mom who executes the plan. Well, better stated, the dad creates the plan and the mom changes the plan so that it's operable, <laughs> so that it's doable. And then she executes it. And then she tells the kids what a hero their dad is for coming up with the plan. Does that sound familiar to anybody this morning? Um, mothers have the ability through their tenderness to turn an owie into a badge of honor. Mothers are miracle workers and most of us, I hope, are, are thankful for our moms. I'm thankful for my wife, Shirlene, and who's the mother to our children. My mom may be watching this morning. Thankful for you, Mom, and the influence you had on, on my life. Um, but having said that, Mother's Day can be a painful day for many in our congregation. If you're a, a, a woman and you're struggling with infertility, uh, that can cause grief and make Mother's Day a really difficult day to endure. If you've lost a child, either before birth or after birth, that, that can make Mother's Day a painful day. If your mom's passed away, if your mom is dead and no longer around, Mother's Day can be a hard day as you remember the good things that you encountered with your mom. If your mom was abusive or um, maybe had her own struggles that didn't allow her to be the mom that you wanted her to be, uh, Mother's Day can be a tough day in that case. If you're a mom and, <clears throat> and your children are maybe older and they, they don't get along with each other, your kids don't get along with each other, they're estranged, that can be tough. Or if your kids aren't walking 
in a way that you wish they would walk. <clears throat> that can make this day <clears throat> an especially tough day. And yet, the church, because Mother's Day has those negative effects, the church has often ignored Mother's Day and just said, we don't, we don't want to offend. We don't want to make those ladies that you know, are, are going through a difficult time on Mother's Day to go through a, a more difficult time, so we're going to ignore it. And yet, um, yet ladies are, uh, you know, moms are a significant part of God's kingdom. And you don't even have to be a biologist to know what a mom is. You just have to read scripture, the Bible. It's amazing how scripture is. It tells you those kinds of things in life. Um, so we're going to read Psalm 127 today. There is no Mother's Day Psalm in the Bible. There is no Psalm that focuses on, on what moms do. Um, but there are Psalms that talk about parenting. And so we're going to look at a couple of verses in Psalm 127 that deal with parenting, and we're going to, we're going to tie moms into that and then do something a little special at the end. Psalm 127. We're just going to read verses 3 through 5. It's a short psalm. Psalm 127, verse 3, says, Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be put to shame when he confronts his accusers at the gates. What does Psalm 127 teach us about parenting? I want to just share a couple of really quick thoughts. The first is this, children are gifts from God. Now, when we started this series in Psalms, in Psalm 1, the very first Psalm, that's a, that's a Psalm about what we call a biblical worldview. Seeing life from the perspective of God's truth, not through the lens of culture. And so there's a difference between a biblical worldview, a Christian worldview, seeing life and reality through the lens of God's truth, and seeing life through the, the lens of what culture says is true. And so as we look at Psalm 127 and we, we see the fact that children are gifts from God, that's, that's part of what is forming your biblical worldview. Your understanding of right and wrong, your understanding of truth is formed by Scripture. So we begin by saying that children are gifts from God. Gifts have value. Therefore, children have value. Not because of anything that they do, not because of their performance, Children have value simply on the basis of God creating them and giving them value. God says kids are of, are of value. Um, so, so parents, it, it doesn't matter if your child is the top of the class or special needs. It doesn't matter if he's athletically, he or she is athletically inclined or uncoordinated. It doesn't matter if they're cool or nerdy. They are a gift from God and they have value. So God would expect that we would place the same amount of value on children as God does. And that's what's so, <clears throat> excuse me, egregious about abortion. Abortion strips children of the value that God places on them. God says they are, they are valuable. The, the word that's used there for gift in the Hebrew is, is the word that they use for an heirloom or an inheritance. It was something that a father gave of great value to his children. And it's as though God is giving this incredible gift of incredible value to you. And with what's going on in our culture right now, 
with this issue of abortion. We need to be those that walk in a biblical worldview and understand that God places value on children, whether they do anything good or bad or not, simply on the fact that they are His, that He created them and He created them with purpose. Therefore, they have value. So we value children, amen? Amen. So they are gifts. Now, if God gives you a child, if God blesses you with a child, It's his expectation and his highest priority that you would teach them about God, that you would teach them to know and to love God. That that is your highest priority as parents. You, You will not find a verse of scripture that says, teach your children how to be good basketball players or teach your children how to play tennis or teach your children about dance or cheer or jazz or make them really good in school. You won't find those scriptures. There may be principles in scripture about encouraging your kids toward their gifts. That's fine. But the only scripture you're gonna find that talks about your priority in teaching is in Ephesians chapter six, verse four, and similar verses. Father, do not exa- fathers, don't exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. That's your priority, parents, is to, to raise them in a way that they would know and love God. Now, I got, I got teary in, in, in worship this morning. I walked in and I, I stopped by John Hyatt, who's sit, sitting in the second row with his wife Stephanie and their three boys, and I, I whispered to John, I said, church wouldn't be the same without the Hyatt, boys sitting, uh, Hyatt family sitting in the second row every week, unless you're out of town. And, and when I think about teaching and training your kids in the, in the way that they should go to know and love God, I look at the Hyatt family, I look at the McCartney family in the second row over here and your faithfulness in pouring into your kids, bringing them, getting them involved in ministry and service. Going, you're, you're doing, I, I got to hug all of the more girls on the way in, all five, six more girls as they walked in. Uh, happy Mother's Day, Christy. And just, just to see them lined up every week uh, just, just training their children. And I could go family, I could, with the Oshevskis, I could go family after family and just tear up. I've been here 11 years, and these folks have been here 11 years or longer, bringing their kids every week, training them, teaching them. The most important thing you can know is to know God and love Him, amen? That's the most important thing you can teach your kids. It's good to teach them other things in life, but the most important thing is to teach them to know and to love God. When I watch parents today, sometimes I get the idea that, that, it, that it's more important for them to see their kids get into college or to see their kids get the job that they want them to get rather than getting into heaven. What a disaster that is. When your priority becomes getting them into college or getting them the job that you want them to have instead of getting them into heaven to know and love God, we've missed it because your children can rise to your uh, desire for them educationally and professionally, but if they don't know and love God, you've lost. On the other hand, they could not aspire to what you want them to do academically or professionally, but if they know and love God, you won. You, you did your job. Because our responsibility as parents, our highest priority is to value these gifts and to understand that God says your highest priority is to teach them about my purpose for their life guide them to understand what my purpose is for their life, which, which leads us to point number two, which is parents are guardians for God. Parents are guardians for God. What if everyone in our nation believed kids were a gift? What if everyone in our nation treated children as though they were a valuable heirloom given by God. Verse four, 
Children born to a young man, a better translation of that is children born to us in our youth when we're young. So let's include males and females there. Children born to us in our youth are like arrows in the hand of a warrior. What a strange analysis or or, uh, analogy. What a strange comparison between parents raising children and the arrows in the hand of a warrior. I'll, I'll, I'll go with why the writer talks about that in just a second. A, a, a guardian is temporary. A, a guardian doesn't, that, that, that's not their child. But they've been given responsibility to raise, develop, and care for that child. And so parents, we, we are simply guardians of God's kids. We are to develop them, we are to raise them, and then we are to send them off. We are to teach and train them to know and love God and do our best to prepare them for life. But they don't belong to us, they're a gift from God. God created them and God created them with purpose. They're on loan. We we are guardians for those kids. And the scripture says that like arrows in the hand of a warrior are children born to us in our youth. There's two meanings for that. The first is that that arrows were a means of defense and protection for a warrior. That was his weapon. So arrows fought off the enemy. Arrows helped to make the, the, the warrior successful in battle. And in Bible times, and it should be true in our times as well, children were of value to parents because when they got older, children protected them. Children protected them financially. Children cared for them in their old age, in their weakness. Children cared for their parents when their health got bad. So children were a means of protection against life and what life could do to their parents. Um, Children are like arrows that protect. And so that's our responsibility, friends, when our parents begin to get older. They poured into our lives when we were young and now we pour into their lives as they get, as they get older. We're a means of protection. So that's why in verse five it says, blessed is the, is the man, blessed is the parent whose quiver is full of children. Why? Because you've got a lot of children, you've got a lot of care when you get older, okay? But there's a second meaning for this phrase, like arrows in the hand of a warrior. See, warriors built or created their own arrows. It wasn't the Industrial Revolution. It wasn't an assembly line. There was, they weren't mass manufactured. So every warrior had to put together his own arrows. So they would, they would search for the, the substance for the arrowhead, whether it was obsidian or flint or whether it was bone or rock or some type of metal or whatever it was. And they would have to find that and chip away at it and form it and fashion it to be the right size. And then they would have to find a stick or a shaft and they had to make sure that it was straight that it was weighted properly. Then they would have to fasten the arrowhead onto the shaft. And the whole goal of creating this arrow that was weighted and straight was that it would shoot straight and it would hit the mark. Children are like arrows in the hand of a warrior. You are fashioning, you are shaping, you are building young men and women to fly straight morally and spiritually, amen? When, when, the day's coming, friends, when you're going to put that arrow in the bow, you're going to pull the bowstring back, and you're going to let it go, and they are going to be launched into life. I look at some of these families here that are launching kids into life, and your job was to weight them and, 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 and form and fashion them so that they fly straight, because the worst, thing, the worst kind of arrow is the arrow that has a boomerang effect instead of a, a straight effect. In other words, it shoots that way, and then it comes back and hits you. 
You don't want your kids and what, what you coming back and biting you. You, you want them to, to hit the target, and they're going to they're gonna fly through inclement weather. They're going to fly through wind. They're going to fly through rain. They've got to be sturdy enough and strong enough to penetrate and pierce through the darkness and the opposition and hit the target, which is knowing and loving God and serving Him well. The bowstring for some of you has already been pulled, and they're about to be launched, and we, we hope and pray that you weighted them correctly, that you fastened the head to the shaft. You don't want them losing their head when they're out there, amen? amen. You want them keeping their head and following God through difficult times, difficult weather, and difficult challenges in life. Children are like arrows in the hand of a warrior. If you're a parent, you're a warrior. You're building arrows to launch into the world to make a difference. Thank you, Lord. What kind of arrow is in your quiver? Sturdy, strong, focused on the purpose of God, walking in a relationship with God, knowing God, loving God. They, they, can, be, they can be great basketball players, they can be great tennis players, but if they don't know and love God, we've missed it. They won't hit the target when you launch them. Train them up in the ways of the Lord. So Psalm 127 speaks to us about parenting. And on Mother's Day, I thought about the fact that there's no Mother's Day psalm, and, and yet there are psalms about parenting, so we're gonna connect the two. But instead of a 61-year-old white male telling you ladies how you should mother your children, I thought it might be better to have mothers do that. And so my wife Shirley and I gathered four mothers from our congregation, different places in life, different numbers of kids, different backgrounds, and we asked them some questions and we just had a discussion with them about parenting today. As you watch this this morning, my prayer for you is that there might be one or two things the Holy Spirit speaks to you, a couple of reminders or some affirmation or, or some confirmation that you're on the right track. I hope you enjoy it. Happy Mother's Day. As I thought about a Mother's Day message this year, I thought I can either try to put a sermon together that'll resonate with mothers, or I can invite mothers to preach the sermon instead. So that's what we've done. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with mothers from a diversity of background and experience as you celebrate your Mother's Day. So ladies, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. Uh, tell us a little bit about your family situation. Hi, well, my name is Kansas. I am wife to Danny, and we have eight children, so four biological, four adopted, ranging all the way from 14 down to two, and I get to stay home with them and homeschool them and raise them, and it's just the greatest gift in my life. Awesome. Yeah. I am Leah Doom, and I have two teenage children. I am a widowed single mom. Um, I lost my husband, Patrick, to cancer. Um, we were married almost 20 years. He passed away five years ago. Um, and God has continued to bless us, um, through the trials of life. And, um, it's been a true blessing to be a part of this church. Thanks for being here. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm Melissa and, um, married 27 years to Charlie and our first 10 years, we struggle with infertility and, um, with no, no one reason. And so then we looked into adoption, and that's where our first son, Moses, and um, he is now 17. 
And then um, in the midst of life this past year, we gained a bonus son, Isaiah, and he's 17, and we have guardianship. And then we have Jonah. He was our biological um, about, I don't know, 18 months after we adopted. (laughs) So then we had Jonah, and he's now 16. And then there's Daphne. She's from Haiti, and she's special needs, um, multi-disabilities, um, had meningitis in Haiti and led mm. down quite a path of seizures, 600 a day. Mm. Um, eventually we had brain surgeries. Um, she's up to nine surgeries at this point wow. mm-hmm. and she's 13 years old and, um, just doing life, um, joyful mm-hmm. and a great person mm-hmm. to be around and be inspired yeah. by. Yeah. So cool. And then there's our surprise baby, Lizzie, who is <laughs> six and, um, she has just been a great answer to prayer. Um, so she came awesome. to us 20 years Aww. after, you know, we had hoped to have kids. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. so that is our crazy life. And, um, we've learned a lot about just, um, God's timing yeah. Yeah. and, um, we definitely wanted four to five kids, and we have five, and um, they sure didn't come the way we thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And definitely a blessing over For and sure. over. Yeah. Um, lots of sad times, but lots of joyful times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Melissa. Yeah. yeah, I'm Mary. I've been married to Lauren for 36 years, mm-hmm. and we spent about 10 years on in infertility as well. Mm-hmm. Some real dark um, mm. Difficult days, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't give them up for anything. Mm. Um, they strengthened our marriage and mm-hmm. they prepared me for motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But we have three kids um, that God has given us, and He's mm. been very faithful in the good, the difficult, the joyful. Yeah. Yeah. It's a privilege to be a parent. Yeah. Mm, yeah. For sure. I'm awesome. very grateful. Mm-hmm. Lean, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, I'm Charlene Wheeler, married to Jeff for 41 years almost. Mm. And um, yeah, wow. Huh? Um, we have three kids that are very much adults now. We've just had a blessed journey of parenthood. And um, we have four grandkids now and one on the way. So there'll be five mm. th- as of the summer. And becoming a grandparent has been just an absolute joy mm-hmm. that I didn't know existed. I didn't realize what a just the joy that was going to come with being a grandparent and watching your kids parent and learn how to parent and just the blessing of offspring that continues to another generation is a privilege to see. So, Awesome. I want to start with the infertility issue. So what do, do hopeful moms need to know and be encouraged by in that mm-hmm. season of life mm-hmm. when they're trusting God, hoping mm-hmm. for God, but not seeing the results. Mm-hmm. And you guys can share it a little bit as well, but what, what, do, what do they need from people? Um, how, how did you deal with that? Mm-hmm. Well, Mother's Day was one of the oh. hardest holidays. Mm-hmm. and uh, Terrible. Mm-hmm. It was, it was to the point where I had to eventually just sometimes not go to church knowing that they might um, talk about it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And um, so that's, <clears throat> it still yeah. gets me I because know, right? it was a real struggle, right? And, um, but to know that God knows and um, God has a plan mm-hmm. and to just trust in that is really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think talking to people who have experienced it is helpful mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if you haven't, it's really hard to really... Um, have that same emotion and have that same desire that's mm-hmm. just not being met. It's really difficult for yeah. people to understand. Yeah. Um, but there's there's hope 
Um, I think they need to think of there's hope in the situation as long as they're open to how God will provide. Them. Yeah, for that's sure. right. Mm-hmm. right. Good. Okay. Yeah. Right. Mary, any thoughts related to that? Yeah, you know, such a personal personal issue um, that once you bring it out um, publicly, you know, there's. Um, it, I, I think it's important that people ask you, how are you doing? Yeah. You know, once you've made that public, mm-hmm. it's okay to ask that Not question. Not just avoid the issue. Right, yeah. because it's yeah. so like, I don't know what to say. I don't know. I can't help. I can't do. That's right. all true. Mm-hmm. But if you just say, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. How's it going? Mm-hmm. It yeah. just means the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Good to know that people and, care. Right. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is, God's timing is best. Mm-hmm. And you either trust it or you don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think at the beginning of infertility, recognize its power in your life. Um, I remember my husband coming to me and saying, like, this is, this is going to be powerful. Like, we have to decide now that this is going to draw us together mm. versus yeah. pull us apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, I praise God that that mm-hmm. was wisdom given to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I awesome. wonder when you talk about God's timing, do you feel like you came to a point in that 10 years for each of you where it was going to be okay no matter what? I mean, absolutely. And listen, it's not done because mm. now I'm old. <laughs> and I see my girlfriends all having grandchildren and yeah. my children came at a different time mm. in my yeah. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I revisit that mm. continually. Sure. You know, do I trust God and his timing? Were they born yeah. for such a time as this mm-hmm. for yeah. his right. purposes yeah. right. or not? So mm-hmm. I continue to, to walk that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so whether biological or adopted, mm-hmm. you all have had toddlers. Yeah, or still do. <laughs> or still do. <laughs> so, so what are the challenges um, as you go through that? And how do you, with the Lord's help, kind of deal with that? I think just their emotions mm. and then your 100%. emotions and having patience. Yeah. I, feel, and I feel every single day I need to pray specifically for patients with my toddlers mm-hmm. and just understanding them individually, their needs, their emotions, mm-hmm. so many feelings. And so mm-hmm. when you have toddlers and then you have older kids and just trying to balance that, I feel like mm-hmm. every day I have to pray before I start my day for patience, just for God mm-hmm. to give me what I need that day. Yeah. And, and my kids as well, because mm-hmm. it's a hard age and you feel like you're never going to get out of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But then I don't think that ever ends because Probably I think not. with <laughs> With teenagers, you pray for patience. Yeah, this, is true. this is true. It's a different type of patience. Right. Yeah. And then you look back right. and think, okay, what was I thinking? Right. That was easy. You right. know? And, mm-hmm. yeah. But I think that's the number one thing. And just understanding, like, yeah. they have their own feelings. And yeah. just, yeah. What do, they, what do they need from you spiritually? At toddlers? What yeah. do toddlers yeah. need? I don't know. I think looking back, I do a lot of looking back at how I was raised and how my parents, Mm. you know, what they taught me. And Mm. I think the thing that has really stuck out to me, it's not really been what they said to me. I can't remember anything my parents said to me when I was younger, but it's what they did. It's how Mm -hmm. they lived, how Mm -hmm. they acted, how they Mm. treated me and what they showed me every day. And so I remind myself that I might not always have the words with Mm -hmm. any of my children, but I can show them through my actions what mm-hmm. it looks like to seek the Lord, at least, and to mm-hmm. acknowledge I do not have it all together. I don't have all the answers, even as your mom. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, about when um, not only, like, how we treat them or how they, we were treated, but also they see how you treat others. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like yeah. showing, and your husband. Showing the, yeah. yes, you're right, mm-hmm. your, your marriage. Right. Your, yeah. um, but just being, like, the hands and feet of Jesus, like, exactly. showing that to your kids is mm-hmm. so... 
important. So you're food. saying when they're little, even when they're it little, really matters. Yeah, it yes. does. Even yes. Mostly. It does. Yes, it does. And you know, even in those little those those years when you're they're little, like you do, you feel like you don't have a lot of time to mm. give yeah. to right. other yeah. like at the church or right. at you know to be the hands and feet. But even just the little bits of things that you can do mm-hmm. plays a big part. Mm-hmm. Even when your kids are little, mm-hmm. yeah. teaching mm-hmm. them to serve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, like our six-year-old. Um, there's a she struggles with a or there's a classmate that really struggles mm-hmm. and. Um, she has made it her mission to be their friend sure. and ask yep. to sit by them. And, to, and I thought, wow, where did she get that from? And then I think, well, that's something our family is really focused on is sure. serving mm-hmm. and surfing. And so to watch her just do that yep. naturally mm-hmm. yeah. has been really exciting yeah. to mm-hmm. think that, okay, yep. that's great. That's yep. Something yeah. went right. Yep. right? <laughs> yep. So how did you and how do you pray for mm-hmm. toddlers? Out loud. I pray, we pray out loud as a family. It's, kind of really important. We've kind of said that from the start as we've been raising our kids and as they grow and now they're teenagers and they have younger siblings, just being able to teach them how to pray, Mm -hmm. pray together, Mm -hmm. pray for Mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. Granted, I homeschool, so we're home together all of the time. Mm -hmm. And so we may have different relationships than other siblings like my kids do. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I love as their mom hearing them pray for each other Mm -hmm. and for them to be able to pray for me, you know, and and just showing them it's universal. It's not just like only adults that pray. Right. Yeah. That their words right. come good. straight from the Lord right. as well. Yeah. Yeah. They have right. power yeah. and right. that yeah. faith just like I do. And mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's one thing we've taught our kids to just pray what's on their heart. Yeah. Mm. Not necessarily yes. a canned prayer. Right. Yeah. Not that, I mean, but it's yeah. kind of funny because sometimes our kids don't know those prayers. Yeah. And sure. We're yeah. like, it's okay. We want you just to pray from yeah. your heart. Yeah. And um, sometimes they're lengthy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's they're right. the best. Right? They, are. they are. They are. That's where you learn from them what yeah. they're, they have on their hearts. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. What do you pray for them as, as a parent, as a mom? What are you praying that they will learn? What are you praying that they will become? Mm. What do your prayers look like? Mm. Praying, oh, you mean as we pray as you over pray, them? Over as you pray for them. For as them. I pray for them. What are you praying mm. for them as they develop? What are you hoping to see, see God do? That their hearts would see Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that their hearts would be, you know, that they would have their um, heart, their mm-hmm. desires, um, their serving. All of those things would be for Christ. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yes. whether they're serving other people, or, um, you know, just their own pure, pureness mm-hmm. that yeah. they would um, desire what God wants for their life, yeah. not what the world is speaking to them. Yeah, good, mm-hmm. good. Yeah, we, we prayed that they would um, seek God's truth, mm-hmm. be drawn to mm-hmm. his word, mm-hmm. and to worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And good. to know him and make him known. Like, yes. you know, yes. that it just mm-hmm. doesn't stop with me. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. That they yeah. would have influence. Right. Yeah. And as we... We saw them developing influence, then it became even more apparent, like, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. let's Mm -hmm. pray that. And there's general prayers that we pray for all of our kids, but they're all different. Right. So those prayers become Mm -hmm. different. Yes. Mm -hmm. They're personalized. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) For their needs. For each one. Right. Yeah. Good. Okay. Let's bump it up to teenage years. Uh, Some of you are there now. Some of you have been there. Um, What are the challenges? Uh, I mean, there are so many today Mm -hmm. with teenagers, but Mm -hmm. what are you feeling the most? I think like just trying to keep them on a path, a good path Mm. is tends to be difficult these days. You know, there's so many things out there that can choose that they can choose to do. And obviously as they get older, and more independent, yeah. those choices are out there. Yeah. Um, I'll be sending one to college this fall, and um, like 
it scares me a little bit, to be honest with you, like just to know. Sure. But at that point, I have to be like, I've, I've done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still continue to parent, obviously, but I've prayed. Mm-hmm. I've instilled their morals into them and hope that they make continue to make the choices that mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. Christian yeah. choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Mary, you've already had that happen. Yeah. yeah. There's a real um, transition that happens mm-hmm. from them being yours mm-hmm. and kind of writing your tailcoat mm-hmm. of faith. Mm-hmm. And it has to become theirs. Right. Mm-hmm. And there is right. going to be a struggle. Like yeah. Satan does not want them right. to have faith. And so right. you can expect turbulence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, I, and how do you deal with it? I, you know, so you're in the airplane and turbulence and the oxygen <laughs> mask falls. And she says, parents, put on your oxygen mask, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Yeah. And what does that mean? That for me, that meant I had to know truth. Mm-hmm. Like these are the things that I'm that your father and I are going to stand on the rock. Mm-hmm. We're not yeah. moving because yeah. it's truth. Right. Yeah. And there there are other things that are like, well, that's maybe in the gray. I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, there is truth that we have to stand on. So right. get in the word. Know God's principles and mm-hmm. His truths. Mm-hmm. I think that um, rather than trying to be the answer for everything, just absorbing what my um, daughters right now are the only ones that have kids, what they're going through and what they're asking me for and what they're not asking me for, mm-hmm. not you know, mm-hmm. imparting mm-hmm. and sharing, yeah. but just releasing it to God in yeah. prayer because yes. um, it's hard. And I want, yeah. I want them to avoid the mistakes that maybe I feel like I made as a mom yeah. Yeah. by yeah. You know, trying to... But the best thing that we found that we really held fast to was keeping those lines of communication open and unconditional love and acceptance was always there, hopefully, so that when they were knuckleheads, and you've heard Jeff talk about knucklehead university, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that they knew that we were still there for them no matter what. Right. Mm -hmm. And I want them to bring that to their kids also. You hang in there, you're patient. What it gets scary is the consequences are so much more severe Mm -hmm. for disobedience than when they're toddlers, you know? Right, right. And then it grows and grows, and pretty soon when they're young adults or adults, you're just going, oh, man, the consequences can be so devastating. Mm -hmm. But no matter what, as a mom and as a parent, we just wanted to keep that bridge always strong Mm -hmm. and built so they can come back to us anytime they need to. Because that's how God is. That's how God is. Right. 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 What a concept. So we have moms joining us from every place in life, Um, infertility, Mm -hmm. never having kids, um, lots of kids, adopted kids, special special needs children, Um, single single parents. Mm -hmm. You you get one word of advice uh, from your experience (laughs) to them. What what do you say to moms today? Pray. Pray. Pray from the start to the end. Hmm. I mean, from preconception to my last breath hmm. I'm praying for my kids awesome and their kids yep. yeah yeah and I think to enjoy the mo- like every mm-hmm. moment yeah. like yeah. it goes so fast from mm-hmm. when you're in the midst of baby and toddler and things are I had kids 15 months apart so I was very busy like mm-hmm. you um I don't think I always enjoyed Yeah. Right. The, and now looking back, I'm like, oh, that time went so fast. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just to enjoy every moment mm-hmm. and every part of them growing up because yes. it's, it goes so fast. Mm. Good. So. I think as moms, we're really hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like we're our worst critic. And yes. I have to remind myself 
to just walk in confidence because the Lord has equipped me. Right. Even when I feel like I'm failing, you know, it's like if I continue to seek him, like you said, if we yeah. pray, we seek him every day, yeah. mm-hmm. he's going to equip us. It says time and time again in scripture, that he's our strength. Yeah. Right. So when we feel like we're crumbling and we yeah. just can't do it anymore, yeah. I just I think we still need to walk in confidence because we know who we are in yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Keep the plow down and the harvest will come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just where we're at. That's we feel mm-hmm. like we just got to be... We're going to be in this. Mm-hmm. We're not going to give up. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep our plows down. Yeah. Good. And yeah. the harvest will come and it will be in God's yeah. time. Yeah. Good. And beautiful. It will be beautiful. And there are not perfect families. No. no. Like we oh, might look on. like we have <laughs> You know, we just don't. Like yeah. there's, mm-hmm. we're all dysfunctional. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, very true. Um, right. it's, it's okay. It yeah. Is. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Well, ladies, thank you for making our Mother's Day a little more special, sharing your lives, your insights with us. And uh, everyone else out there, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Parents, now more than ever, we need you. In a culture that's getting darker and darker, we need arrows that are going to pierce the night and hit the target. Amen. How are you doing as you fashion those arrows? Are you, are you making your highest priority teaching your kids to know and love God? Are you, are you fashioning them in a way that they're going to be able to fly through the resistance of wind and storms and hit the mark? I said at the beginning, I know Mother's Day can be a difficult day for some moms or for some ladies. And we've arranged kind of a special prayer time for you if, if you would like prayer and kind of private. In our prayer chapel, which is out the door to your left and then around the corner to the right, in our prayer chapel, there's some ladies over there that would just love to pray with you, uh, share your burden, uh, minister to your need if you'd like that this morning. Other than that, there's going to be our regular people up here to pray for you with whatever needs you might have. Would you stand with me this morning? Let's pray. Lord, we stand and we confess in line with your word that children are of great value. Children are gifts. Children are heirlooms. Lord, we are guardians. We are temporary stewards of these valuable gifts. And we ask this morning, Lord, for wisdom. We ask for strength. We ask for patience. We ask for divine guidance. We ask for insight and discernment to know each child you've given us and how to motivate them toward knowing and loving you. Lord, we pray this morning that you would cause the arrows that are about to be launched to fly straight. We pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen. As you leave this morning, um, this is our weekend to receive a benevolent offering. Just goes to help people in need in our church and out of our church. Anything you could contribute to that benevolent offering would be greatly received. God bless you. Have a great Mother's Day.